everybody. Welcome to the Malted Minis, brought to you by the Malting Hour. I am one of your hosts, Tony Golick, joined always with Brandon Winninger. Brandon, welcome back. Thank you. How was your trip, man? It was tiresome. <laughs> uh, only tiresome because there was just a lot of driving. Yeah, you. so where, where did you end up going? Uh, we went to Hilton Head, South Carolina. Nice. My, not my whole family, but my, all of my just, sisters. Just, just so you know, real quick, your your mic looks like it might be a little loud. I could be wrong. Just just pointing that out. Not that a big deal. Happens. No, turn, turn, just, <laughs> just a smidge. Just there you a go. Smidge. Perfect. Perfect. Um. Yeah. So my 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 family. We uh. Not my whole family, but my sisters, minus my brother and my dad. Uh, we all rented this big ass house in Hilton Head for the week, and we spent some time on the beach. Awesome! That we sounds like to, a lot of fun. Yeah, we got to take a trip down. Uh, I think we went Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. My wife and I and Benjamin we went down to Savannah, Georgia, where my wife and I got engaged. And we showed Benjamin the boat because it was parked right there. Showed where we got engaged. He goes, oh, and he goes, you got married there? We're like, no, we got engaged there. He goes, you can't get married on a boat. <laughs> so we you, didn't. We got engaged you, there. You can't get married on a boat. Just a heads and up, then, also, real quick. It does look like it's still just very loud. Just pointing it out. I was just, I'm just, I'm just looking at the the the, the volume there. <laughs> Here's Aggie. She misses me. But yeah, so we went we went to Hilton Head and spent some time there. Uh, got some candy, had some drinks along the river walk, uh, and then had lunch at this place called the Pirates House, oh. which is like the oldest building in um, Savannah. Is that where pir- pirates live? Apparently. Neat. And then, so <laughs> so the cool so here. There's a dark history to Savannah that oh boy that we found out about when we got engaged there. We went on a, on a ghost tour. Uh, on the ghost tour, we found out that Carol, get back um, along the river. So like boats would pull up along the river, and then like there's the river. The river's really like the the river walk is really low, and then the rest of the city is like elevated up. Um. And at one of the parts, like towards the beginning of the river walk, there's like these four, I think four like arches that lead into these big tunnels that are now closed off. And what's, what's fucked up about these tunnels is what we learned on this ghost tour that we were on is that is where the people of Savannah used to take their slaves so when um, the boats would come in, they would take them into these tunnels. Now, here's what's crazy. Those tunnels run like over a mile outside of the city. Uh-huh. And they ran into all of the into houses of all of the, the very wealthy and all of this kind of stuff. So they all had like these connections to the tunnels. So slaves would come in. They would go through the tunnels. There was like a check-in point. Which part of this tour, they took us to this check-in point, which is now a bar. Like, hey, you're sitting in the check-in point. I'm like, great, thanks. That doesn't um, seem right. <laughs> no. And then uh, they would get, get dispersed throughout the city um, because they did not want to see the common people like seeing slaves being traded. 
not that kind of stuff. But it became very um, useful during like the Spanish flu and like the pandemics they had back back in the day because they would take all the sick people down into the tunnels because those tunnels also went to the hospitals. So they would take people through and take them to the hospitals and all that kind of stuff. So there are still, from what we've been told, like I met somebody, I cannot remember who this person was that told me this, and Becca remembers too, uh, my wife, that there there is a house that lives like a mile outside the city that they still have their tunnel open. Like they have a door on it, they have it kind of boarded up, but they can open it and like they can go into the tunnel. Like the tunnel still exists. Whoa, um, which is crazy. <laughs> Aggie agrees. Whoa. Yeah. So yeah, the tunnel still exists. Um, but in the pirates' house, if you go into the pirates' house, they had a tunnel too, and they have it. They have lights on it, and they have it all sealed off, and like it's like lower down. It kind of looks like uh, it almost looks like a well at this point. And they have a sign up there. It's like, oh, when we were doing some excavating in 1969, we uncovered this random door into a random tunnel that we don't know what it is. Maybe this is where the pirates stash their booty. Maybe this is <laughs> maybe this is where their ghosts live. Blah blah blah. blah this this and that. And I'm like, eh, okay. But like, obviously, you shouldn't be like, hey, this is this is was part of the slave trade. So it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a very real place. Like it's like jarring to that point like you know jeez uh, yeah. that's that's kind of messed up that like the actual like check-in point is now a bar that's that's super well weird. for that for that tour it wasn't a check-in point it was a, they took us there i think afterwards and they told oh no 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 i think it was a check-in point actually yeah, that's what, I, think yeah. About it, I think we started there and they're like oh this is where slaves came and i'm like really yeah, I thought it's yeah. You said that yeah, that's yeah, like where yeah, they yeah. checked in the the slaves, and then this is ugh, woof. Well, yeah, so so Savannah, America's is, history, as as beautiful as it is, it's very dark. Yeah, um, and we also did get to go. We didn't we didn't get out this side. We walked through there when we were on uh, when we got engaged, but this time we just kind of drove around because it was like 103 degrees. We drove around and we when you were there this time. Yeah. Well, no, no. We got out and walked the the river and kind of that stuff. We walked to the pirate's house. Then we were leaving. We drove around uh, the the park where they filmed Forrest Gump. The whole oh, the yeah. at least there's that. Yeah, the whole sitting on the bench scene was all done there. <laughs> I think Aggie misses me. Although you wouldn't think so from how much he didn't want to interact with me while I was there. I think pretty she much is human interaction. She's like somebody's here. For yeah. a long time. Yeah. I mean, I gave about an hour a day. Uh, that's what I could do for the most and part. We appreciate the girl. Well, <laughs> for the most part, she just hung out in her little bed. And like, I wasn't sure if she would like recognize it. Like, hey, I'm feed. Like, I'm here to feed you. So each time I would walk up to her with like the little uh, churu uh, first and have her smell it. And then I put it down and then she would hop down and come and eat it. And I was like, perfect. So then I'd, I'd go and chill downstairs. And that's when Shotzi came and then hung out on my lap the entire time. It would not give me a freaking break, which is fine. That's why I was there. Uh, so she and I watched TikToks together for a while. <laughs> I sent you, sent you a bunch. And then that's when I went upstairs and fed them both and did the same thing with Aggie. And I was like, look, the main course. And then she ate and I left. It was good. Yeah, I literally, I, I came down here. I was cleaning the beer fridge and then I sat down and Shotzi just came and sat on my lap. I'm like, oh, you're just, you know, in a lovely mood. Yeah. She missed you guys. Yeah, so I ended up having to dump that entire keg of the, the Breckenridge. R.I.P. 
So I don't know what happened, but so anyways, it, it leaked a little. I pulled it out and I, I poured an entire glass of it and I had to use like the back end of some pliers to kind of like turn it to get the pressure up. And there's a little like nozzle in there that, that does that. And so I poured it, went upstairs, we had dinner, we ordered pizza, came back down because I was going to clean, I, I was like, I'm going to clean the beer fridge. And yeah. I looked at the keg, I was going to pour another glass and the whole thing just like fell in. I was like, oh. Like and it collapsed? Like, yeah. So the whole thing was in there. I was like, yeah, this is done. And there wasn't that much left. So I took it over and I like turned it upside down. And yeah, and all the beer started coming out. I was like, so whatever was in there just kind of just fell out completely. And I was like, all right, Weird. Um, but this was good. Uh, I took a picture. I will send it to you after we're done recording. Actually, I can send it to you now. Of all of the beer, all of the beer that was in that fridge, I've got it sitting literally on uh, that small black table that I have down here. And I'm going to wash the beer. Oh. Which is dumb. I'm just like, some of it got wet. Like, some of it was sticky with the beer. And then there was like some, there was some mold growing at the bottom. And I was like, mm, oh. this, 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 that's not good. So, time um, to give it a clean, baby. Yeah. So, I definitely want to um, get rid of some of that beer because I was looking at some of the, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're uh, Rev Rosa, Rose, or whatever from 2020. Yeah. I don't know if I need that anymore. Yeah. Not sure if it's still. It still actually might be good. Uh, Part I do, of I me was thinking, like, just throwing it all back in the fridge, putting the older ones at the top, and then us doing it, an episode of just cracking some of them and be like, should we throw it out? Or should we have thrown this out? <laughs> like, <laughs> not a ter- Hey, that's not a terrible idea. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. That's a, Actually, that'd be a fun mystery beer episode, too. Have somebody yeah. go in there, grab a beer. There we go. We might have Perfect. to do that. Who right. does do that? Well, well, let's do this. Let's talk about what we're drinking. Brandon? It's a malted mini, which means you and I are drinking most likely two separate beers. We what are. are you drinking? I am drinking Goose Island Brewing Company's Anniversary Cuvee. I thought so. I thought that's what you're drinking. I saw the the top uh, when the bottle passed by, and I'm like, that guy's drinking that cuvee. Smart move. Smart move. I haven't uh, had it. So. Tell us about it. If you can't, if you know, if you have an information in front of you, it's a QV. <laughs> Actually, so it's funny. Like I, I meant to pull the information up. Well, I, uh, I have it in front of me. If you want me to, to yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> did I, you are, did you know? Like you pulled it up. What's that? You you knew already, and you pulled it up. Well, I I I I saw that it was. Uh, I saw. I figured out what it was when I saw you uh, pouring your beer. Are you no, I was trying to be sneaky about it. Are you punching the microphone right now? No, I'm <laughs> tapping the keys, which is weird. Oh, it sounds like tap tap. Well, the funny thing is, is that all it says uh, on Untapped it says 35th anniversary Cuvée barrel aged ale. It's a strong ale. It is at 14.7 percent ABV. Uh, yeah, and it's a. Uh, it's just a, I don't know what it's a cuvee of. Um, I don't know if that's actually like if it's been described. So I found this description on uh, Beer Advocate, 
And it says, uh, Chicago is home to a long list of respected craft breweries. In 1988, it was a different story. Inspired by English brewing traditions on a burgeoning American craft movement, Goose Island opened and provided many with their first taste of locally made beer. Over the next three uh, three and a half decades, they crafted many more local brews, achieving worldwide recognition for pioneering, blah, blah, blah. For the 35th, For the 35th anniversary, anniversary, Goose Island offers the unique cuvee of five yep. different barrel-aged beers. <laughs> the blend consists of 48% English-style barley wine, 28% oatmeal stout, 13% rye, 8% American Imperial stout, and 3% Belgian-style quad, aged in a mixture of bourbon, rum, and cognac barrels for 18 to 36 months. I didn't mm. know all that. Wow. And you had this already, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, shortly I after I hard, gave it to you, right? <laughs> I have a hard time waiting. <laughs> Especially with barrel aged beers, I'm always like, what am I holding on to this for? You know, yeah. Just get into it. But uh, yeah, what do you think of it? Um, I think this is delicious. Um, so I took it out of the, I had, this was in the my, my beer fridge. I took it out, let it sit for a while. And I was like, oh, I think it's getting too warm. So I put it in the other beer fridge for like, an hour and then took it out again for like however many minutes um i feel like it's the perfect temperature it's not not too cold it's not overly warm but i'm getting so many different things from it yeah i remember drinking it uh i think it had to i i let it sit out for about an hour before i had it when i first yeah so it was probably about 30 minutes that it set out but it's like um i'm getting I'm getting barley wine. I'm getting chocolate. I'm getting, um, I think I'm getting that a little bit of Belgian, Belgian like in there as well. Um, it's just super, super well done. I mean, again, I don't, there's not many barrel aged beers. I'm only any at this point, uh, from Goose Island that I knock because when they do those here locally, like, like they, it's well thought out. They they know what they're doing. It, um, I'm I'm hard pressed to find a barrel aged beer basically in Chicago that I don't like. There's, yeah, I mean, and there's a few that I'm like I don't prefer, but yeah. I mean, we're like the fucking home of barrel aged beers. Yeah, so I'm getting and I'm and I'm I'm even getting picking up on some of those. I don't know about cognac as much because I'm not a cognac drinker, so I can't really tell. But I'm getting a little rum barrel in there, and I'm definitely getting bourbon. Yeah. I'm getting some oakiness, um, and it 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 is a perfect cuvee. I would say, like this is done really well. I remember getting a lot of chocolate and barrel from it. Yeah, which is yeah, very chocolate is prominent. Chocolate is very prominent on this one, which I feel like is very uh, common. You know, tasting notes when it comes to barrel age stouts, at least. Yeah, well, and I mean, but there's, I mean, depending on the barrel age stout. Like there's some that are, I mean, if it's not a stout and it's barrel aged, then yeah, chocolate's not going to be there. But um, I'm trying to think, was there a barley wine that I had that I had like a taste, like that I got a little bit of a chocolate from it? I feel like there was. I don't know what it is. I don't know, but this, this is good. I wish I had more. I don't think I do. Maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> probably. You probably have one in your fucking <laughs> beer Maybe. Pot. I don't know. I think I may have only got two bottles of this. I think I only oh, really? did. Yeah. Huh. One for me, one for you. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because this was an Osner pickup. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Well, guess not. Looks like we did it. 
That's right. That was delicious. Yeah, it was great. How many? Um, uh, how many blended? Uh, <laughs> how many blended beverages in one cup would you give this? Uh, <laughs> that was so stupid. Sorry. I'm like four point eight. Four point yeah. Wow. It's up there, man. Mm. Like this is. I mean. I'm in the camp of like bar- most barrel aged beers a goose can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, and this one was done really, really well for what it is. And again, you'll have people that would drink this being that it's a QV and being like, Oh my God, why is there all this different flavor? This is not what I was looking for. Cause people see barrel aged and they're looking for a barrel aged beer. Yeah. Like bourbon barrel aged beer. Yeah. Yeah. And then the blend <laughs> there is, this is good. not it. Yeah, no, it's it's very. It was, I remember being very very nice, and it's not like it's that it wasn't a heavy beer either. Like it's not super heavy and thick. Did you check into it when you? Had it? I don't think you I did because I feel I don't like think I, I looked it up. Yeah, I, was I don't like, think I did. Yeah, I don't think I did. Um, which is it's funny because there are like random beers where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember to check that in, and then I don't. Like I even I I had a beer today from Maplewood, their fest beer, because all the fest beers in October fest beers are out. Um. And I, was, I took a picture of it. I'm like, uh, good picture, Tony. Way to go. Back to grilling. <laughs> and I still haven't checked it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, and I will say, kind of going back to the whole vacation thing, I went to one brewery the entire time because mm. it made my whole family go to dinner uh, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Nice. We went to a brewery. I had beers there. They were, I, I did a flight. I was like, I'm going to do this right. Do a flight. Um, the only beer that I really enjoyed from them was their Hellas. Ah, nice. That's good. Um, but they didn't have that like to go, so I didn't buy anything. Um, so in traditional style, like, you know, we came, we went to the beach, and like as much as I wanted to go out and like, oh, there was a brewery not far from us. But it's like, you know, my son's hanging at the beach, and I was hanging with him. Um, when we left, I went to a Publix. And I found some local beers that I've never tried. Um, and I want to use those for, I, I not a, well, it's going to be a blind tasting is, oh. is what I want to do is because these are very unique beers. Oh, okay. And I want to see if you and whoever else, if, you know, Clark or Dan join us. We got to bring Clark in because Clark and I are the beer masters. Like we can pick a Saison <laughs> like nobody. If you guys can figure out what this is supposed to be. Okay. Uh, that would be great. So I got, I got three beers, three beers. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to that because cool. I saw these and well, actually I bought two at first and then we were in Tennessee on our way back home and we got to go to Bucky's, which is like the Famous. world's largest Absolutely. gas station. And I got some barbecue from there. Uh, how was that? Which blew my mind. I got their, turkey brisket and sausage sandwich Ooh! becca got a chicken wrap and benjamin got a hot dog um, classic and benjamin ate the entire hot dog but it, it was awesome uh, and it was a fucking madhouse literally it was like you were going into a concert the amount of people that were coming in and out of that place <laughs> um and the bathrooms were just obscene like how big they were and then every urinal had their it was like a separate stall kind of thing so that was kind of cool. Um, 
So we should all go check out Bucky's. Yeah. So yeah. So and then when I was there, Becca was like, I was actually looking for a dr- like a drink for the car. Uh, I was looking for like a Diet Coke or something, and she goes, "Are you looking for more beer?" I was like, "I wasn't," but and I kind of looked up. Good thought. Saw this one, and I was like, "Holy crap! How is that a thing?" I'm buying that. Awesome. It was local, and I, I'm bringing it home. So, all right, there it is, Clark and Dan. We have been challenged by Brandon to try and uh, maybe that'll be uh, Clark's, you know, first one back in a while. Well, we'll see if all three of us can, all four of us, obviously, but the three of us can figure out what these mystery beers are. Sounds like we got two mystery beer episodes lined up. That's great. Yeah. So that oh, being said, good. Tony, what are you drinking right now? Oh, well, hey, thanks, man. Uh, just a <laughs> side note, while you were gone, I also, uh, Laura and I, we dipped out to Kalamazoo uh, for an overnight trip to go see the Avid Brothers, so that was nice. Uh, I was going to stop, we were going to stop at River St. Joe's um, on the way up there, because I wanted Laura to check it out, but we had kind of crammed ourselves into a hole of like not giving ourselves enough time. Yeah. We left a little bit later than we originally had planned, but it was we weren't really in a rush, so I, I've been there before, wasn't like, I wasn't totally bummed but laura as we were getting closer she i was like dude we should probably eat something before we go to the show and she she found a barbecue spot i'm not gonna say the name of it she found a barbecue spot and you don't think of like barbecue kalamazoo but everything on this menu (laughs) sounded fucking awesome so we get there we order it laura gets like this pulled chicken fiesta salad that was like massive and um i got a sorry um pick pick one I pick two type deal. So I got to choose the meat as a sandwich. And I was like, let me get brisket. And they're like, oh, we have is chopped brisket. And I was like, that's still brisket. Sounds good. Um, and then I got their spicy mac and cheese, uh, which I later found out was mac and cheese with uh, bits of jalapeno and some bacon in it. So our food is pretty quick. Our food gets there. And I mean, like I said, Laura had this giant sandwich. <clears throat> the chicken. Sorry for clearing my throat again. Um, that looked pretty fucking dried out, man. <laughs> kind of a bummer. Uh, so Aww. that was, yeah, that was not cool. It tasted fine. It just kind of dried out. Um, my brisket, I'm putting up quotes here, uh, tasted a lot like pork. Um, it was Ooh. not, it did not taste like a, like it's, I mean, it was fine. It was a fine sandwich and everything. The pickles were good too. Uh, the mac and cheese was decent. It was mushy though. It was like a mush of mac and cheese and Laura had a mac and cheese too. And she like took two bites. She's like, this is just like eating mush. And so it was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a bummer, but you know, it didn't ruin it for us. Uh, We had a good time at the concert and then we turned around and came right back home. Um, So where where was the concert? uh, Like uh, the wings event center, which is like a, like a, not a triple A. It might be a triple A hockey team. It was cool, man. It was, it was a nice little, uh, Nice little venue. Um, I had a two hearted while I was there and a white claw. Did you guys stay the night or did you come back the same night? Oh, no, no, no. We spent the night. We spent the night there. Uh, But we also both woke up at like six o'clock in the morning because the bed was fine, but it was also like not super comfortable. So we got back home in time. Uh, Oh, and then as I was getting off the expressway, I started having cold sweats and got kind of dizzy. So then I slept for two hours when I got home. So that was cool and terrifying at the same time, but I'm okay. Uh, (laughs) Don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And then and that was it. So uh, we actually went to a friend's house last night for a barbecue, my buddy Phil. And uh, Phil is very much into German beers. And so when I saw that there was Oktoberfest uh, beers readily available, I grabbed uh, Off Colors Waddle. But I know we've talked about Off Colors Waddle before, so I'm not drinking that. What I am drinking, because Phil is also uh, got very much into hazy IPAs, but particularly from, you know, he, he loves uh, Beezer. Uh, but also, he dis- he discovered Hot Butcher, so he did a whole bunch of hazies. But, but I got their pale ale, which is called Celery Salt. And let me go ahead and read this description. It's it's a long description, so I hope everybody's got a, a chance to just sit back. And here we go. It's a Nelson Savan Hopped America Pale Ale. There we go. Six percent <laughs> alcohol. Uh, yeah, they they don't they don't give they don't give deep descriptions, which I like. Um, it's good. Uh, I. Nelson Savan hops, uh, you know, I part of me was hoping though, like, is is there celery salt in that beer? Absolutely <laughs> not. Just like their beef dip and the pizza stuff that they do, like they have a lot of food uh named beers. Um but the is not has nothing to do with speaking, it. Speaking speaking of beef dip dip stuff, um mm. while while we were on vacation, um, like Beck and I had our own room, our own TV. We watched a couple more episodes of The Bear, and Becca was like, "I don't." She asked, "She goes, has Tony ever watched this?" I said, "I don't know." Negative. I have not. You should. You should. Do you have Hulu? No. Um, you know it's funny because like, do you want Hulu? Um, it's funny like when I saw it coming out. And I know like a lot of people like it, and I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because. Like I've worked in a restaurant, I've always been obsessed with like you know actual chefs and stuff. That I'm like, <sighs> I know it's it's. I feel like it. I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's glamorizing the shitty aspect of working in a restaurant. Of like what's it's about you know what? So I will say from somebody myself who has always thought it would be great to work in a restaurant, like and want to run like a food stand or whatever, blah blah blah. It's it's a very good show. And how they tie in Chicago is actually pretty great. So. Okay. Well. So you're going to watch it. Come on over. I'll watch it with you. <laughs> sounds good. I, I will do that. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. It, it, uh, it's, it, it's actually really good. And, like, um, it, it, like, goes. There's the problem with the show is it gets so intense. It's, like, heart racing intense. Like, you get so involved and, like, you're like, what the fuck? So we'll turn <laughs> off an episode and I'll be like, I can't do another. Like, this is just fucking intense. Like, we gotta wait, you know, and we'll do the next one, and then it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, we can do one more. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good show. So, mm. But that being said, um, this uh, this Hot Butcher beer, yes. how... Have you had it before? Uh, yesterday was the first day I ever had it. Really? Yeah, I, and so what I did is uh, I, I, I stopped in at Benny's, which, by the way, now is the time for us to buy Oktoberfest beers. We should probably do that. Um, I... Grabbed a four pack of Waddle and grabbed a four pack of this, and I brought two of each over and left them by by uh, Phil, and then had this. Um, yeah, so it is. Uh, it's a really you'd like this one. It's a really nice pale ale. It's it's they and so Nelson Savan is a New, New Zealand hop, which a lot of you know hazy IPAs mainly uh, are not mainly, but a lot of good hazy IPAs you know, use New Zealand type hops to get those you know really fruity. Uh, like stone fruit, um, 
juicy type flavors <clears throat> in the beers. And so I'm actually, I looked up Nelson Savan here and it says Nelson Savan hops impacted grape light flavored beers defined as a cool climate, white wine, grape flavors. Other descriptors include extreme fruitiness, passion fruit, and in quotes, fresh crushed gooseberries, uh, aroma, citrus, aroma, green fruit, aroma, sweet fruit, green fruit, hops, New Zealand. Those are all the tags. Um, it's good. I like it. It's not super hoppy. Uh, let me see if I does it have the IBUs here. It does not, but it's not super hoppy. It's 6%. It's easy drinking. Um, I really, really enjoy it. I don't know if Clark's had this. Clark is a Clark's all up on the hop butcher uh, shit these days. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he had it. I, I think I checked it in. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it. And from what hop butcher does, their hazies are, they're really solid. Um, was it last year or the year before when Clark and I were just going absolutely insane, just buying yeah. a, a fucking hot butcher every week. And like when I go to beer on the wall, um, if I see I'll normally grab one hot butcher beer. Um, but I know people who go and like stock up on these four packs and just drink the shit out of them. And I can't yeah. can't do it. I can't do it. Um, I mean, kudos to them. That's great. I'm glad they found a style that they really like. and They keep drinking. That's not for me anymore, baby. Uh, but overall, I really enjoy this beer. Nice. I would say, I'm trying to think of what I can rate this with. How many celery salts would you give this beer? <laughs> uh, how, many, give, okay. how many salts of celery ah, would you give this beer? I like that. Uh, how many grains of salt of celery? I would give this uh, 4.15. Oh, nice. 4.15. Pretty high up there because I love a good pale ale. And this is refreshing and it's hitting everything there. It's it definitely leans more on the fruitier side of a pale ale, not so much the bitterness of a pale ale. So nice. tasty. It's enjoyable. It's a good summer beer. Uh, and, you know, we are uh, knee deep in August now, buddy. We are getting close to our favorite time of year, which is pumpkin beer. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. We were. Like on vacation, uh, somebody was asking. By the way, I'm uh, glad I made myself laugh so hard with that yeah, joke. I, I, I'm me too. funny. Me too. Uh, my somebody somebody asked Becca um, about homebrewing and like my homebrewing. I think probably my dad or whatever. And um, she's like, "Oh, has, has Brandon brewed anything recently?" And I was like, "And I said I was there. I said I haven't brewed since January." Um, I said, "I want to same brew here." Again. I said, I've been planning to, but I haven't. And then my dad, I think it was my dad. He goes, does he make anything good? And Becca <laughs> goes, I really Thanks, like his Oktoberfest. And I turned to her. I said, do you? She goes, yeah, that was like your, like, that beer was like my favorite beer that you ever did. I said, all right, we're doing it again. So Hell yeah. I think uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to do that and find some place to keep it cold and you know, see what happens. Sounds good, man. That is your, your Oktoberfest is fucking fantastic. Um, it's, is a tasty beer. I am. Uh, I actually was talking to Mike brother-in-law, Mike uh, last night about possibly if you guys were interested, uh, I might throw this out there to um, another home brewer for when it comes time for a Halloween party here at the old uh, Warwick estate. Um, that uh, I thought maybe of getting the the, the the kegerator over here 
fully operational, clean, got it. Let's let me get it. Let's get let me get back into this. And if you're interested of brewing like we did the one year, maybe you brew a beer. I brew a beer. See if Mike wants a beer. I don't know if Clark's coming, but I'll see if Clark wants to brew a beer. The thing is that you guys can take these beers or I can drop them off the next day, but have, you know, a bunch of home brews on tap for uh, Halloween. Yeah, I'm down for that. I don't know what I want to make, um, but I just thought it'd be nice to have a, a mix of beers and to get us back into some home brewing. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. I miss it. I miss it. And really what's what's holding me back right now is that I have just not been, uh, I mean, having those shitty beers <clears throat> the last couple ones that I brewed, I really believe is because my setup is not clean and gross. Uh, definitely not clean and, and definitely gross now because I have not done anything with it uh, <laughs> since January or February, man. Last time I brewed a beer. So I'm ready to gut all my lines, get everything clean, get uh, the taps clean, get everything running, and then uh, brew a test beer and see what's up and, you know, get back into the swing of it. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Um, I know I, the only thing about homebrewing, I think I'm at the point where I need to get new buckets. So oh. I think I'm going to get all new buckets. Maybe I should do that too. Maybe I should get new buckets. Because I haven't gotten new buckets in a while. So I'm like, all Same right. here. Maybe, you know, maybe I just need a whole refresh of all my equipment here. Yeah. And buckets are not that expensive. Gnome Brew has them no. pretty cheap. So I'm going to. Yeah. Buckets are. That's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's do that together. Well, let's go get some buckets together. Speaking of doing stuff together, you and I are going to. Con- <coughs> we're, oh, we're also going to a concert concert this weekend together. Or this week. This week we're going. This Wednesday. Jimmy World. Manchester Orchestra. Are you more excited about Jimmy World or Manche- Manchester Orchestra? I think I know them both equally. But huh. like Jimmy World, I know more of their songs. So like- Yeah. I'd say you probably know more Jimmy World. And I know more Manchester Orchestra. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a nice little combo for us. <clears throat> that should be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. Also, I was informed of a <clears throat> uh, upper general admission area that's like a bar lounge area where you can just go and sit. Um, okay. So I think we might. I'm going to get the directions on that, and maybe if we get there early enough. Maybe we'll go hang out there instead of being down on the floor because we're old okay. men now. Yeah, or if we're just on the floor, I don't fucking care. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun, man. Looking forward to that. Um, Me too. All right. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't got anything else, man. I think that's it. I think we're caught up on life. We're caught up on random trips. Um, you know, Oktoberfest is around the corner. I can't believe August is almost done. Um, yeah, man, this is crazy, but it's a good time for beer. I'm looking forward to the Oktoberfest beers, fest beers, and then we start getting into those. Pumpkin beers. Pumpkin <laughs> beers, man. I already saw a bunch of pumpkin beers out of our head. When I, when I was in a Publix in... Where the fuck was I? Like North Carolina or South Carolina, whatever. I was in a Publix and they had like pumpkin and everything like lined up. And I was like, Ooh, I got to steer away from that. Yeah. Cousin Kevin already told me he got a four pack of Warlock already. I'm like, well, at least you went with the stout. Oh, so they I had Warlock too. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I do love Warlock. So maybe, maybe it's the time now where I, I start buying a couple random things and just, you know, keep them. Uh, in the refrigerator ready for another year of pumpkin beer and another maybe two part Oktoberfest uh, episode again, because yep. there's just so many good Oktoberfest beers. It's one of my favorites, man. One of my favorite styles. All right. I think that's going to do it for uh, this week's Melted Minis. Brandon, I love you, buddy. Love you too, bud. Aggie, it's good to see you again. That was, that was not <laughs> Aggie. He was just shaking her in front of the mic. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. 
This has been The Malting Hour. Be sure to follow us on all social media by searching The Malting Hour and at themaltinghour.com. You can also follow us individually on social media. Brandon can be found on Instagram as bmdub81, on Twitter, bdub81, and on untapped as bdubdrinksbeer. Tony can be found on Instagram and untapped under Ace of Help Chicago, on Twitter, the Ace of Help Chicago. Clark can be found as Clarkowski on all three. Dan can be found on Instagram as hip underscore underscore hops and hip hops on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until next time, cheers from all of us at the Malting Hour.